0: Merriam-Webster defines moment as a minute portion or point of time, importance and influence or effect. I would add that these specific points of time have the power to change our entire lives, beginning with our perspectives, their experiences, relationships, losses, transitions, and conversations. Conversations just like the one we're about to have right now. This is Moments, the podcast. Okay, 12 o'clock? Yes. Okay, no problem. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you. Sorry about that. I'm still booking birthday brunches. Because, yep, it is still my birthday. Well, actually, my birthday was the 12th, but I've decided and officially announced that I'm going to celebrate all month. So, if you weren't able to have dinner with my restaurant mandated socially distant mini dinner party of six, three of which included me and my two sons, there's no need to panic. We still have plenty of time. And if by chance we run over into August, well, that's okay too. Because every every now and then, you need to be intentional about celebrating yourself. And for me, this is one of those times. Or 31 of those times. So, like I said, It's still my birthday. And although I kicked off the festivities at the very beginning of the month and have continued to find a way to celebrate every single day, including today, what I have most anticipated and appreciated, at least thus far, is what I have come to refer to as the birthday ritual. And that took place last weekend. I know you're probably thinking, oh goodness, another Miranda-ism. Now what is the birthday ritual, Miranda Chanel? Well, I'm so very glad you asked. I've always been a big fan of birthdays. I mean, big, huge. I'm excited by the celebrations of life, being able to buy gifts, although I really need justification for that, and the jovial get-togethers of family and friends, the annual creations of memories often centered around the memories we've already created. But it seems that no matter how I try. I couldn't quite seem to get this celebration of my own birthday thing to look the way I wanted it to look. Parties never quite turned out the way I wanted them to. Group trips dwindled down to solo endeavors, and decor always seemed lackluster to a girl who was losing the twinkle in her eye. So I stopped planning and stopped expecting a big birthday celebration each year, and I started participating in the birthday ritual. Each year, for the past three years, I book a beautiful hotel suite and spend some intentional time with myself. Not just a room at any hotel, but an extravagant suite at one of the finest hotels. A suite with a view that overlooks the city, so I can take in the beauty of the sunrise, or can find solace in the serenity of the sunset. A suite with only one oversized bed, large enough for me to roll at least two times without the fear of hitting the floor. And my preference is that the suite have a jacuzzi in the bathroom, although that amenity is not necessarily a requirement. While I sacrificed so much of what I used to desire for my birthdays, maturity, one of the greatest gifts I've ever received, taught me that the most valuable gift I can consistently give to myself each year is an intentional moment for myself. A moment with Miranda, a moment for Miranda, a moment to Miranda to reflect on the last 365 days and to plan for and pray over the next 365 days that lie ahead. This ritual sounds very New Year's-ish, right? I could see how you could make that comparison. But the truth is, birthdays mark a new year. They mark a new year of life. They mark the venture into another year. And no matter where you were born or what the circumstances were at the time, I can promise you that your specific birth marked a change in the life of your parents. So why not celebrate going into another year of this crazy thing we call life the same way we could celebrate going into a new calendar year? Why not reflect in the same way, goal set in the same way, aspire and command greatness in the same way? It doesn't have to be pre-printed on the calendar you purchase from the target for you to declare your birthday a holiday. It just has to be engraved in your heart. And in your practices. And in your rituals. Oh right, back to the ritual. So each year for the past three years, I've booked a very grand suite for my birthday. My itinerary for the weekend is often tentative. Dinner with family and friends at a restaurant that can make a phenomenal steak, medium rare. And perhaps a shopping trip or three. But nothing else is really set in stone, aside from the pruning. At some point in the weekend, I will take a bath that will last way too long. I'm talking a bath that starts out with really, really hot water that I will sit in until it gets cold, and then I'll have to drain it and rerun it so that I could actually bathe. I will sit so long in the water that by the time I finally get out, I will very much resemble a prune and not just physically. This long bath is where I will go through an emotional pruning process and release. Here, let me break it down for you. In horticulture, pruning is the removal or reduction of parts of a plant, tree, or vine that are not helping the growth or production. They're no longer visually pleasing, or they're injurious to the health or development of the plant. It's a common practice for the improvement of flowering and fruiting, and allowing new growth to emerge from the buds below where the pruning was cut. That sounded like I really had a green thumb, didn't it? Truth be told, I could kill a cactus. But shout out to Britannica.com for giving me a simplistic yet scientific definition of pruning. The Miranda Chanel translation says it this way. You've got to cut off the stuff that's dead or dying so that you can really grow. Hear me. The recommendation to regularly cut off your dead ends for growth is not just about hair. I know that stuff creates the image that you have something. Longer hair, lots of friendships, growing businesses, sustained ministries, blah, 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 blah. But the truth is, hanging on to all of that dead stuff actually limits the opportunity for real growth and production. And even though it looks like you have a lot... Anyone with real vision can see through the shallow ends of what you're so desperately trying to hold on to. I hate to be the one to break it to you, baby, but it is in fact necessary to cut some things and some people off so that new things can begin to grow. So each year, right there in some hotel's bathroom, I prune. No, it's not as simple as running some too hot for most men bath water and a tub. Nor is it as pretty as watching the bath bomb explode into a myriad of colors as soon as it hits the water. And if I was really transparent with y'all, I'd tell you that it doesn't often feel all that wonderful either. In fact, it outright hurts. Admitting, literally out loud sometimes, that this person can't go into this year. And this habit ends today. And this relationship has X amount of days to be repaired or I'm cutting it off. Is painful and it usually involves the ugly cry you know the one where it feels like the tears are never gonna stop and you can't quite catch your breath yeah that ugly cry that end of the notebook when Noah and Ally are found in bed together ugly cry that cry you realize you can no longer fight off as Anthony Hamilton starts singing the remake of as in the best man holiday That ugly cry that something or someone died, ugly cry. And I do it. I grieve those losses, crying for as long as it takes to empty the well, because the longer I live, the more I've come to realize that no matter how bad it hurts, some things have got to die in order for new things to live. And if I truly want to grow in the next year of my life, If I truly want to be healthy, and if I want to have real, authentic beauty and not just walk in the image of excellence that I have created from one year to the next, the pruning is necessary. It's painful, but it's necessary. Kind of like a good deep tissue massage. It's the gift that I give to myself to work out the toxins. It's a gift I always need, but never really want to ask for. Which brings me to the next part of the ritual. Gift giving. Everybody likes to get gifts for their birthday. I may like gifts a bit more than the next person, but I believe if we were filming an episode of Family Feud and Steve Harvey said, we asked a hundred people, name something that comes to mind when you're thinking about your birthday. I'd guess gifts would be the number one answer. Or at least the number two answer. And while we usually think of the gifts we'd like to receive from other people, the twist to the birthday ritual is that I'm required to give at least one gift to myself. This year, I gave me two. As much as I wish I could say this year I finally gave me those so Kate pointed-toe black Christian Louboutin heels in a size seven that I have desperately wanted for so long, <sighs> I cannot. But if you wanted to, they're available on Nordstrom.com for $695. Yes. They're still the gift I want. But instead, I gave myself the gifts I actually needed. This year, the first gift was patience. Patience, the capacity, habit, or fact of being patient. Patient, bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaint. Not hasty or impetuous. (laughs) Yes, for the extensive vocabulary. Miranda Chanel translation, the ability to insert the pause. To not live life and fast forward. To understand and accept that no matter how uncomfortable it may make me, some parts of life will have to be lived in the gray. Transparent moment. I don't do well in the gray. What can I say? I like to know where I stand. Either I'm your girl or I'm not. Either I got the promotion or I didn't. Either you're coming or you're going. Either you're going to buy the red bottoms or you're not. Okay, okay, okay. No more red-bottom talk. But you get my drift, right? I have many gifts. Patience has never been one of them. And can I tell y'all the real truth? No matter how nicely it comes packaged, usually I don't want it. And that's exactly why the trouble keeps showing up. Lacking the ability to find some sort of comfortability or at least endurance in the gray often leaves you, or leaves me, frustrated. Wanting to know when God's promises are actually going to manifest can cause us to miss the other lessons or blessings that we're supposed to experience along the way. Our attempts at trying to yield a quick yes can actually result in an even quicker no. Rushing into a decision just to ease our personal anxieties can actually cause us to miss the greatness that lies beneath the surface. Uh Uh-oh, did she say anxieties? I know all of my ain't nothing wrong with me, mental health is a sign of weakness listeners just got really uncomfortable. But before you turn me off, let me provide a bit of clarity. You can have anxieties concerning specific experiences and not be labeled or diagnosed with anxiety. We all worry or become nervous from time to time, but we do not all have a nervous disorder that presents with excessive worry. But that's a conversation for a different cup. What we're savoring right now is patience. And I absolutely needed a double shot of it this year. In fact, for the last week, I've had to remind myself to be patient at least three times a day. It's very much like buying a new car. You never saw it on the road before you purchased it. But once you drove it off the lot, you see that thing everywhere. Yes, patience is the same way. I never acknowledged where patience was necessary until I acknowledged that patience was necessary. Child, listen, that's a word. And as if I could give myself one item without pairing it with the perfect accessory, this year I also gave myself the gift of forgiveness. Now, I'm not going to get too much into the details of forgiveness because again, I feel like that's a conversation for another cup. But forgiveness was a gift I had long deserved, but honestly never felt worthy of. Hey, don't judge me. The truth is, I was holding on to things that God had long let go of. I was trying to figure out why relationships wouldn't work, why my growth was stunted in certain areas, or why the healing process could never quite seem to be completed. When all the time, it wasn't because I wasn't willing. It was because I wasn't willing to forgive myself. We all do some things in life where we look back and say, what in the world was I thinking? Or how did I let myself get to this place? But you know what happens when you won't let go? You continue to relive what you've done. It affects your decisions in the future and you begin to feel unworthy. When you decide that your own actions are unforgivable, you become paralyzed by your past. I'm no different. I'm not about to put all of my business out in this podcast, but believe that my transparency will help heal others. But in order for my experiences to be healing for someone else, I first had to, or still have to, heal from them. The gift of forgiveness allows me to own my stuff and not be owned by my stuff. And once I've done the required work, and it will be work, To forgive myself, then I can become a part of the deeper process to forgiving some other people. It's more than just saying you've forgiven, it's more than accepting an apology that may or may not ever explicitly be stated. And it's so much more than the facade you put on when she, he, it comes up in conversation. If every time you think about it, you can only think about the pain, you haven't forgiven. If you're still resentful, you haven't forgiven. And if you still want revenge, you have not forgiven. Real talk, if you have any reason to question whether or not you've truly forgiven, you probably still have work to do. And it's probably best that the work starts with you and not with that other person. Forgiveness is hard. It's one of my least favorite F words, But it is powerful. It's a choice. It's a gift for you way more than it is for anybody else. How did I even get here? Oh, okay, right, 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 birthday gifts. So yes, kings and queens, it is still my birthday. And I'm extremely excited about all of the gifts this year is going to give me. Because the same expectation of release, solace, and gifts that I hold myself to during the birthday ritual, I hold this year to, the other 364 days. I hold my God to those expectations every single day. Every day, I'm intentional about obtaining my peace, pruning whatever is preventing new growth, and finding the gifts that I need and desire. Every day, I search whatever it is that's been packaged, sometimes nicely, and other times just thrown haphazardly into the target bag as a gift nonetheless, waiting to be unwrapped. Some days require more patience to find it. Other days require a release of anger to acknowledge it. But the gifts are there if we seek them. Truth be told, even this moment is a gift, a reminder of who I am, the encouragement of who you are, a foreshadow of all that I am still yet becoming, and a glimpse into all that we can be. And it's a gift of hope that the promises of the future and the gifts of the present are worth letting go of the past. It's still my birthday. I am 37 years old, fully loaded, and it's time to celebrate with you. Thank you for listening to another casual conversation over whatever is in this coffee cup. Powerful enough to push you, controversial enough to challenge you, and short enough to leave you thirsting for more. These are Moments with Miranda Chanel, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share Moments, the podcast, on your favorite podcast streaming network. And connect with me live via Facebook or Instagram, at Moments with Miranda. Until we meet again, be amazing, kings and queens. The world needs you.